Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings. That means the civilian goat, greatest of all time. Greg Cosell from NFL Films is in the house. One of our favorite times of the week. I think a lot of you feel the same way. I already mentioned we're presented by DraftKings. I should mention tomorrow, I'm looking for a spread the word winner that quote tweets at Ross Tucker Pod. Quote tweet any of the at Ross Tucker Pod tweets with your affinity for this program or any of the shows. That's how you win this week. One of these awesome signed cards, signed press passes, whatever. Signed picture, sponsor confirmation email winner. I'm not sure I have one yet. we got so many awesome sponsors. The Game Time app is amazing. Simply Safe, Sling. Had a lot of them this week. Masterworks. And then the YouTube shout-out is always very cool. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Love doing those videos for you. Love all the patrons we get. We get a new patron every day, a new tuckhead at patreon.com slash RT Media. Maybe you just want to see the even money bets in black and white. I don't blame you. We're both up in the black significantly again already this year. You might as well see them in black and white and trail our bets. Shout out Joe Rodriguez. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right. I want to get into tonight's game, Greg, because obviously – Both the Colts and the Broncos are having their issues. You talked about the Broncos last week. But before we do that, because I I didn't even write it down, but I was just thinking, you know, Zach Wilson's back. And he played a full game. And I know Jets fans are going to say, Ross, you you should have asked about Zach Wilson. You should have asked about Zach Wilson. Because obviously they're excited with what he did in the second half of that game. So do what you do, Greg. What did you see? from Zach Wilson in this game because it didn't think it, it didn't look like it was real good in the first half and the second half it looked like there was there was some good stuff. Yeah, Zach Wilson is an interesting evaluation, Ross, because he's fundamentally unsound, he's a little reckless, he's a little undisciplined, but he's got a really live loose arm and can make big time throws. So you see wow throws and he made one in the first half to Moore on a deep out which was a big time throw. He made a few in the second half, but 
But the question is, can he be consistent playing the way in which he plays? And that we will only find out over time. But I guarantee that there'll be quarterback coaches who've been doing this for a long time who will say that he's so fundamentally all over the place with the way he throws a ball that it's just going to be hard to say, wow, this guy's going to be really good snap after snap, week after week. But then he'll wow you. So it's it's he's he's a very difficult evaluation in that sense. But he certainly made some big time throws throughout the course of the game and played a strong second half. You know, it's funny, by the way, Greg. I now talk with like college coaches. They're almost looking for that. They're almost looking for the guy that can throw the off platform stuff or the stuff on the move or second reaction plays. And they think that they can teach them the other stuff. Now, that's a little different because they're talking about high school kids that they want for college. I had a college coach tell me, man, he was running all over the place. He was making these off platform throws, the stuff I can't teach. I can teach him all the other stuff, which well, I thought was interesting. It's funny you say that because, and this is a conversation maybe we can have after the season when we start talking about the college quarterbacks and the and the evaluations, but there's a sense now that if, if a guy can make special plays, and Wilson may be one of those guys, the sample size isn't large enough to say one way or the other just yet, but if a quarterback can make special plays, you're good with that and you live with the other stuff. Now, old school quarterback coaches – who've been in the NFL for a long time, probably would not take that approach. As you know, Ross, they they want to teach the guy how to play quarterback the right way, snap after snap after snap. But the game in, in the minds of many has become kind of an individual play game. And if your quarterback can make those special plays, you take it. Yeah, I, I don't know how you coach around that. but I don't yes, either. That's, that's a tough deal. It's a tough deal. Yeah. All right, let's get to Thursday night football. Colts and Broncos. What is going on with the Colts, Greg? Yeah, um, the Colts are certainly having some issues on offense, and Jonathan Taylor will not play this evening. So uh, they'll have Naheem Hines, I'm sure, will bear the brunt of it, and which he can do for a game or two um, because they're not going to give up on the run game. They're not good enough in the pass game because of the O-line uh, that they can't ask Matt Ryan by choice to drop back 45 times. So they will have to attempt to run the ball. Um, I think they finally have their three receivers with the wide receivers that they want out there with Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell. All big. Um, Campbell and, uh, and Pierce can run. Pittman's really solid. They play two tight ends and use them very effectively. So there's pieces there. Ross, it, it hasn't quite come together over the course of a full game because they've had offensive line issues in protection. And clearly Matt Ryan is a quarterback that needs space. He certainly needs room in front of him because he's a strider. He's always been that kind of quarterback. So it's really, if he can be protected, I think they probably feel that they have weapons to attack any defense. Let's move on to um, a team and a game I think is really interesting, and that is the Falcons and the Bucks. I, mean, I don't know if you watched the whole Bucks Chiefs game. I was, I mean, obviously Mahomes was fantastic, but I was really taken aback by 
how eviscerated the Bucks defense got. I, I thought they were one yeah. of the best units in the league until that game. Yeah, and they probably are. And obviously the Falcons don't bring anything like what the Chiefs do. So my guess is knowing Todd Balls that this week will have been a pretty intense week of practice and they will play well this week against a team that does not have a lot of weapons and is missing Cordero Patterson. So, uh, you know, a team that wants to run the football, uh, they play a lot out of base personnel because of Pitts. Pitts is essentially a receiver, but he's listed as a tight end. So therefore they play a ton out of 12 personnel, very few snaps out of 11 personnel with three wide receivers relative to the rest of the league. Um, so, you know, the question is, can, how will they move the ball with any kind of consistency? I assume the rookie Tyler Algier will get the brunt of the run game uh, carries, uh, but we'll see how that plays out. But I would expect the Bucks defense to bounce back, and I would think the Falcons, c- coming off not really a strong offensive game last week, that I would bet they will struggle to move the ball with any consistency. Interesting. Um any thoughts on the other side of the ball there? You mean the, the Bucks O and the Falcons D? Yeah. Um, you know, it was I thought nice that, for Brady to get his guys back. Yeah, and I think he started to show some some flashes last week, and I think that is a, a work in progress, but I would expect that to be better. The concern always is their O-line is still a work in progress. I'm not sure that the Falcons present the kind of pass rush um, that can really cause problems. Although Dean Pease, their defensive coordinator, has been doing this a long time. He's really good showing pressures, backing out, disguising looks, a lot of late movement. He's very good at those kinds of things. Now, Brady, of course, has seen everything, but that doesn't mean Dean Pease won't attempt to do those things. You have to. All right. Very interested in the Eagles and the Cardinals. And I yeah. want to start with the Cardinals, Greg. When I watch them, Greg, I swear to you, it looks like Kyler Murray's in shotgun. He gets the ball, kind of looks around to see if anybody's open. If they're not, he kind of runs around a little bit and then tries to throw it. it. I just don't see a lot of rhythm to what they're doing it almost looks like it's schoolyard. And I don't know if that's what Kingsbury's doing or if that's just Kyler Murray, but I've watched a lot of the Cardinals' first four games, and they are, like, brutal to watch on offense. Yeah, if I, it's funny you say that. If I said to you, what are the Cardinals on offense, I'm not sure you could give a really foundational answer, could you? I don't feel I could. I just told you what they are. Yeah. I mean, they're I don't, they're Kyler drop back pass yeah and and the o-line's not very good and the receivers don't get a lot of freedom or a lot of space and he just kind of waits waits then sometimes he runs around and as he runs for like five yards it honestly looks like my buddies and i at recess in sixth grade sometimes well you know the thing is is the result of all of this, and, and you're, you're far more right than wrong, Ross, in how you explained it, because I struggle with figuring out what they are and what they want to be. Um, but the result of this has been a, a really alarming lack of any explosive plays in the pass game, either within the structure of the offense or with Murray making those kinds of plays. Because 
See, we be, we've become kind of so used to seeing quarterbacks now make these second reaction outside of structure plays that I think a lot of people just assume these things are going to just happen every single week. And, and they're, they're random plays. Now, obviously, there are quarterbacks that can make them more often than others, the Mahomes, a Josh Allen. Murray would certainly fit into that category. But it's, there, it's no given that those plays happen. So if they don't happen, what is your offense? And right now, they, they make no explosive plays on offense. The one thing that they've done is clearly they've decided that Hollywood Brown is their guy. He's had 39 targets in the last three games, uh, and, and that's really been their pass game. But they really haven't had a, a rhythmic, structured pass game. And with no second reaction plays by Murray, the offense kind of stalls. I was really impressed on the other side of the ball with the way the Eagles rallied after being down 14-0. Yeah. You know, they kind of have it all clicking at different times, whether it's the run game or Goddard or A.J. Brown. I mean, I, I don't know what to say anymore, Greg, other than they, they, they have a good team. Yeah, and I think offensively, and again, it's four games, so all we have right now, Ross, is what we have. You know, and again, people want to talk about who are Super Bowl contenders. I'm only telling you what the tape shows and what we have now. But I think one thing that's impressive about the Eagles through four games is they're showing on offense they can win in multiple ways. And I think that's important. I think every coach would like that to be the case. You don't want to be just solely reliant on the run. And if that doesn't work, your offense stalls or solely reliant on the pass. And if that gets shut down by a defense, then you feel like your offense gets shut down. I mean, as you know, uh, because of the weather we had in this part of the country, last Sunday they played in a heavy rain. And they ended up running the football. And after two weeks in which you almost felt like saying, God, have they turned into a passing team? And then this week, Miles Sanders has his career high in carries with 27. They've got a multiple run game. They've got an outstanding offensive line. They lost Mayalata after six snaps. And Jack Driscoll came in at left tackle and did yeoman's work. Um, I, I don't know. You're an offensive lineman, but I think Lane Johnson is without peer at the right tackle position in this league. And then, that's just my sense from from studying him over the summer and watching him through four games. So we're seeing that they can run and be effective offensively multiple ways. Let's get to the Cowboys and the Rams. I guess I'm pretty interested to hear what you think of Cooper Rush, Greg. I mean, he's 4-0. They, he seems to get CeeDee Lamb the ball. He doesn't seem like he makes mistakes. What do you think? Well, that's the key thing. He's not turning the ball over. He's, he's an executor and a distributor. Um, I don't think anyone would say that the talent is high level as far as NFL quarterbacks, but he's not turning it over and he, and he distributes. Uh, their run game hasn't been what they really want. Uh, they're trying, but it just hasn't been what they really want. To me, Ross, if I could, I think the other side of the ball is the more fascinating matchup because the Rams O-line has been a bit of a struggle. And, and now Sean McVay, who clearly wants to get all five eligibles out, he has to decide in this matchup, not only because of Micah Parsons, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, you've got a number of guys on the Cowboys who are good pass rushers, and you have to decide how you want to play. Do you want to send five out, or do you feel it's absolutely necessary to keep a sixth in to pass protect? Do you need to keep chipping? Do you need to do things formationally that slow down a pass rush? Because as you and I both know, without protection, you do not have a pass game. Yeah, I mean, 
based on what I've seen from those two teams, Matthew Stafford could go down a lot on Sunday. Yes. You know, so they have to decide how they want to play that because Joseph Noteboom really struggled week one against the Bills, was much better week two and three, and then this week really struggled again. So he's the left tackle. So you have to decide how do you want to play this because you just cannot you cannot throw the ball effectively if your quarterback is consistently under duress. You know, I think uh, a couple thoughts on, on Dallas, Greg. One is um, I think – Micah Parsons, tell me if this makes sense. I think he gets consistent. I don't know what his sacks are right now, but I think he gets pressure on the quarterback faster than almost anybody I can remember. Right. So I don't know how many pressures he has, Greg. I don't know if he's first. Maybe he's 10th in pressures. But my point is when he gets a pressure, Greg, it's like – less than two seconds like no, it is it is a quick he he wins early it is a he, quick pressure he's which is really athlete. important not all pressures are created equal no you're 100 percent right by the way and really that's how you judge and evaluate pass rushers when even when they're coming out of college you know it's wonderful to see guys who make sort of secondary action sacks that can redirect that can make secondary sacks obviously all that's good stuff but really, the evaluation for a pass rusher is what he can do in the first two, three steps and the first 1.5 seconds. That's really how you want to evaluate pass rushers. And Parsons is outstanding in that way, just as you said, Ross. I also think it's interesting, you know, the, the discussion of keeping him at one spot and just let him or, or moving around. Because they'll do other stuff where they, like, have him off the ball. They'll have him. They still do that. In the center guard. At times... When they have him blitzing in the middle, it's like he just gets caught up in the wash. And part yeah. of me is like, what are you doing? Like, you've got this rare well, athlete that you're having trying to get through this interior trio there. And there's just too many bodies, too many people. But then every once in a while, it works. So I don't know. Yeah, but keep in mind, too, that Demarcus Lawrence is a really good player on the other side. And he's a very savvy veteran pass rusher who knows how to work tackles, knows how to set up chips and beat chip blocks. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is, is a really good pass rusher as well. So it's not just Micah Parsons. Bengals, Ravens, Sunday night. I'll be there. I'm calling the game for Westwood One. I'm excited about it. And I like when you help me with my preparation, Greg. <laughs> so what interests you in this one? What will you be watching? Um. Yeah, this is an intriguing game. I mean, I think we, you know, we, we've talked, of, of course, a lot about Lamar Jackson. We know you've got to defend him um, and you have to defend the run. Now, now Lamar Jackson, you know, has thrown the ball better this year. But, you know, unfortunately, he missed what should have been a pitch and catch touchdown on the Poyer interception. It was a beautifully designed play in the red zone on fourth down. And uh, I think it was Duvernay was wide open within the structure of the route design and only Lamar could tell you why he didn't throw it. I can't tell you that. And then, of course, he just kept drifting back and drifting back. But you know what you have to defend when you play um, when you play the Ravens. You have to defend the design runs by Lamar. You have to defend the outside of structure, second reaction runs. And you have to defend Mark Andrews. And, you know, when I watch their tape, and again, these defensive coordinators are a lot smarter than I am, no question. 
But I always wonder when I watch the Ravens why teams don't present specialized coverages for Andrews situationally. Because I watch other teams, you know, I, I watch teams do things with Devontae Adams. I watch teams do things with Kelsey. I, I watch defenses do a lot of these things, and I just don't see those things done with Andrews. Now, maybe it's the Lamar factor. Maybe you don't want to allocate another body because you feel like you need that body for Lamar. That could well be the case. But it's clear that Andrews is the player that he wants to throw the ball to. This is a team that rarely plays with three wide receivers. Yeah, you know, I think it is what you uh, what you just said, Greg. That's my opinion, is that if you want to have enough bodies for the run game, it's hard to double yep. Andrews. Although there's some times where it's third and long and and they still throw it to Andrews, that maybe you could have a another body for him. Uh, what about what about the Raiders and the Chiefs Monday night? Yeah, I think you know what struck me about the Raiders, and and it didn't surprise me, but it was interesting is they were zero three going into their last game, and Josh McDaniels has been doing this for a long time. Obviously, has been with Bill Belichick for years and years. And what do most teams, most teams, do Ross when they're struggling a bit and they want to get back on track? What what do they do to gain stability? They try to run the ball and be physical. Most teams, when they're trying to gain stability with their offense, don't say, let's just toss toss it all around the yard. They say, let's line up. Let's try to be physical. Let our offensive linemen come off the ball. Feel good. You know this. You're an O-lineman. You know, O-lineman would much rather fire off the ball and hit someone than retreat and wait to get hit. So, you know, I think that's how they got their offense stabilized, ideally back on track. And we'll see where they go from here. But you know, Josh Jacobs is a talented back who's fought injuries the last number of years, but he certainly is a back that can carry 20 times a game. So I'll be real curious if that's their approach. And and conversely, I think the Chiefs have actually run the ball very effectively. They're, they're not a volume running team. They won't be a volume running team for obvious reasons, but I think they've run it enough and they've been effective running it. So and I think that's important. Look, at some point in this league, you do have to run the ball. The discussion of whether you need a big time back, that's a different discussion. Many would say, no, don't draft a back in the first round, yada, yada, yada. But the point is, at some point in this league, you do have to line up and run the ball with some volume and some production. And the Chiefs are doing that. Greg, always appreciate the time. Fantastic work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. You know what else I'm appreciating these days? The Game Time app. This thing is amazing. Now, this is cool because I talk to you guys about it every day. I've been watching the price of the Sunday night game that I'm going to be calling for Westwood One. I've been watching it drop on the Game Time app every day. Now it's $79 and it's Thursday morning, 7:40 a.m. So think about what it'll be Friday, Saturday. Sunday, you're going to be able to get into the Bengals-Ravens. Sunday night football, huge AFC North matchup at a really low price. So make sure you do what I did. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and then redeem the code ROSS to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. They even have... Tickets right now for Bruce Springsteen 
April 7th. You can already get tickets for April 7th to Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, $20 off your first purchase when you use the code Ross. Terms apply. Download Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Maybe you guys can be in the building Sunday night for Ravens Bengals like me. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ducks Takes. Good morning. Let's start with uh, Blake Bortles, retired after eight years in the NFL. Another notable retiree that came down yesterday, wide receiver Cole Beasley, retires after two games with the Bucks. So Bortles, eight years, but I think he made $48 million, maybe. Good for him. Can you imagine, like, from age 22 to 30 or 23 to 31, you make $48 million and really, quite frankly, can do whatever he wants now with the rest of his life, which is so cool. As for Cole Beasley, I'm a little surprised by this. Now, unless they change things or unless the Bucks were going to cut him, you retire after two games, one more game, and that would count for another full season for him, for his pension, annuity, severance, 401k, health savings account, um, post-career insurance. I'm a little surprised. If this was truly Cole Beasley's decision, this is a little inside baseball here, but if this was truly Cole Beasley's decision, I'm surprised he didn't wait one more game and get a whole other credited season, which makes me wonder if maybe the Bucks. We're going to move on from him. And rather than getting released, he elected to retire. Ducks takes. Eagles left tackle Andrew Diller designated to return to practice, as is commander's running back Brian Robinson. So a lot of guys that started the year on PUP, you know, you're out for at least four weeks, right? So now they can open up their 21-day practice window. They could play this week, potentially, or they might not play for three weeks in the 21-day window. Or they might, you know, um, revert back to IR. You know, after the 21 days windows op- uh, up, if they don't go on the active roster, they can put them on IR, which is a possibility. So um, intriguing. And those guys are especially intriguing. The, the commanders could really use Robinson as a running back. Remember, he got shot um, during training camp. And then Andre Dillard, you know, the Eagles, Jordan Mailata might be out for Sunday's game against the Cardinals. So I suppose, depending on how Dillard looks this week, maybe Dillard could be the Eagles' starting left tackle, right from PUP to starting left tackle on the road in Arizona. Ducks takes. Cleveland Browns signed tight end Farrell Brown and uh, defensive end Miles Garrett returns to practice. Right, so that was quick, right, for uh, Farrell Brown. I think he got cut by the Texans on Tuesday as their starting tight end. And then that quickly on Wednesday, he gets signed by the Browns, which kind of makes sense. He's a pretty decent player. Still weird that the Texans just outright cut him like that. 
And as for Miles Garrett, really good news for the Browns. Obviously, they're a much better team when they have him. They need to have him. He's a heck of a player. And uh, it probably cost them the game against the Falcons not having him. Speaking of cost, by the way, a lot of you are paying way, way, way too much for your TV. Fortunately, you can get the TV you love for a price you'll also love thanks to our friends at Sling TV. Forget about the high prices and the endless contracts. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. They have the best live TV content all in one place at the lowest price. Now you can follow all the action on one screen. Catch every touchdown every Sunday thanks to NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price is 46 now only 23 That's right, you get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Ducks takes. Finally, it's Thursday, which means there's a game tonight. Colts and the Broncos. Who do you got and why? What is a what is a Bronco, Brian? It's just a is it a special kind of horse? Yeah. So basically, this is like the daddies and the babies, because a colt is a baby horse, right? Correct. Yeah. So it was kind of a toss-up for me on which team to go with, but that's that's I'm going to go with the Broncos. Number one, they're playing at home. Number two, they are literally the colt's daddy. Literally. You heard it here first. This is the kind of insight you don't get anywhere else. Um, look, I don't. I, I think the colt's... Uh, left tackle is a disaster. This game could go either way. It's why I kind of like the Colts getting the three and a half points. But I think it's a low, slow, slow scoring slog fest. I'll go 20 to 17 Broncos is sort of my best guess. And I also think my best guess, if you want people to know about your business, I don't even think we have very many spots. I might have one more spot left to be an I think we're done here member at patreon.com slash RT media and get a shout out for your business at the end of every show like backofficescheduler.com, Vision Comics with an X, Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, Sportaculture, Pizza Boy Brewing, and the single best gift you can get anyone, especially for the holidays, which will be here before you know it, MyFrontPageStory.com. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll give you my picks for every other game tomorrow, as well as let you know what you missed or what you need to know from Thursday Night Football on tomorrow's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.